Hello everybody, how's it going? Hope you're doing great. I'm recording this in an airport lounge. Uh, that's what you hear all the chatter around of all the glasses clanking and people talking and other kinds of uh, busy ambient noises. So, I'm sure people are staring at me while I'm wondering why I'm talking into this microphone. This thing, it looks like a, uh, looks like a taser. You can look it up. It's called a Zoom H4N. Yeah, I've been stopped for it uh, going through the scanners at TSA because it looks like a, looks like a laser or like a, or a taser, like a ray gun. Anyway, it's a short one this week. Because like I said, uh, I am on the go. I've been on the go and I'm still on the go. And I'm going to continue being on the go. And uh, one time I will tell a story about all these uh, on-the-go travels that I'm doing. But for now, you get the immediate anecdotal um, dispatch. (laughs) That uh, from where I'm at. Anyway... I just want to tell a story that I uh, that happened to me, and it, then I'm going to tie that into this old Chinese uh, parable or fable, if you will, that I heard a long time ago. So uh, this past week, uh, and then like continuing on today, I had to drive my car up to Atlanta so I could uh, have them ship it to prepare for my trip to Greece, and. As I went up there, turned my car in, but then I got a call eventually that said, uh, hey, your car is too wet. The floors are too wet uh, for us to ship it. I guess they have problems with like mildew or, you know, like once once it uh, arrives at destination, they have problems with mildew and, and whatever. So um, I was required to basically turn it in. Uh, whenever you know the the carpets were were wet or weren't wet, man, I'm really messing this up right now. You know, but when the um, when the lady told me, I was just sort of took a long exhale and I was like, okay, like I was like, well, I, I have to fly out soon and yada yada, and she says, okay, well, I'm sorry, but this is just the rules because. You know, this is what happens to people and reliable, so this is why. I said, okay, I understand. And uh, she gave me, like, this affidavit. She was like, well, you're just going to have to um, have somebody um, turn in your car for you. I was like, okay, was there any way? I kept on, like, joking with her. Uh, she was like, anything I could do for you? I'm like, yeah, you could cancel somebody's appointment tomorrow or whatever. And, you know, we're just joking around. But I was trying to be cool. Um... But then, right then, I heard a voice from the back room, and it was a, another person who worked there. And she said, "Hey, if you come in tomorrow, which was the next day, because they didn't have any appointments, then before we open, so really early, then I will, uh, then we'll be good to go." And I was like, "Okay, I'll be there." So that day, I had to go. Uh, and this is my old stomping grounds up, up in uh, just south of Atlanta. Um, and I went out the Mount Zion Boulevard 
and I went inside this Home Depot to rent a dehumidifier for like a, a house. And uh, as I was walking through this Home Depot, I walked in front of this older gentleman and I was like, I know this guy. I know this guy. I kept on thinking, 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 and then I turned around uh, and I walked back to him and I said, excuse me, sir, are you so-and-so who is the father of so-and-so? And he was like, yep, and you're Tyler. And it turns out that he was the dad of the singer and a good friend of mine in this band that I was in in high school. And I, you know, I haven't seen them in almost 19 years. Um, it was bizarre. And we talked for about 20 minutes and he told me a lot of stuff about their family and, and yada, yada. And he told me, Hey, you should call, um, this guy, his son. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Uh, and so we, Anyway, I, I went and de dehumidifier. Uh, I went to a friend's parents' house to, in order to use it. I got it solved. I got the, you know, I got the uh, the carpet dry enough, I believe. And then I brought it in the next day, and uh, the same attendant from the previous day. She said, "All right, it's good to go." It's like great, and she says she looked at me and she said, "Hey, thank you for being so cool and so chill yesterday." And I was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, these are the rules. And she said, well, you wouldn't imagine the, the, the kind of people we deal with or the assholes that we deal with here. And uh, I told her, I was like, you know, those are the rules. Like, like you know, what can I say? You know, I'm, uh, of course, I, I'd like to be helped. And it was it, it would have been an inconvenience. But, you know, I'm just trying to make sure the right thing's done and you know in this case follow your rules and uh and i asked her if she was in the military and she said she did 26 years and i said see you know we're all we're all in this sort of together you know and i had the realization and i told her if i had been an asshole yesterday about it all you and your um crew wouldn't have helped me out you wouldn't have offered for me to come in in order to do this, uh, you know, before working hours, you know, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have wanted to deal with me. And, uh, she's like, yeah, you're right. Um, so it, it was, it was, it just reminded me, uh, you know, treating people well, it just gets you a lot further than 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 you think it does, and sometimes you don't want to because you're frustrated or whatever. But when you learn to treat people well, you you just never know what's going to happen, you know. And it, it's possible that that wouldn't have happened in in another case, right? But at least, um, you know, at least if you treat people well, then I think uh, people will want to reciprocate that. Uh, and then sort of a second part to that was uh, the next day I went and had lunch with the old uh, singer from the band. Uh, shout out to the band Quartz. And uh, I might do a future episode with him. Um, he owns a gym in the College Park area of Atlanta. Uh, just kind of uh, down the street from Tyler Perry Studios. And uh, he showed it to me and it was just a great, great thing. And it was awesome. And he's 
you know, he's a super cool, chill guy like he's always been. I thought it was great. So that's the story uh, of what happened. And now here is the the parable, I guess, or the folktale or whatever that it reminded me of. Oh, this is one of my favorite. Um, yeah, this is like one of my favorite parables or just teachings or, or whatever. And um, Yeah, so check it out. There was once uh, a Chinese farmer who worked his poor farm together with his son and their horse. When the horse ran off one day, neighbors came to say, How unfortunate of you. The farmer replied, Maybe yes, maybe no. When the horse returned, followed by a herd of wild horses, the neighbors gathered around and exclaimed, What good luck for you. And the farmer stayed calm and replied, Maybe yes, or maybe no. And while trial, excuse me, while trying to tame one of the wild horses, the farmer's son fell and broke his leg. He had to rest up and couldn't help but the farm chores. How sad for you, the neighbors cried. Maybe yes, maybe no, said the farmer. Shortly thereafter, a neighboring army threatened the farmer's village. All the young men in the village were drafted to fight the invaders. Many died, but the farmer's son had been left out of the fighting because of his broken leg. People said to the farmer, "What a good thing your son—excuse uh, me, what a good thing your son couldn't fight." Maybe yes, and maybe no was all the farmer said. And uh, I don't know. I think uh, everybody has their own interpretation of the Chinese farmer, but um, I just kind of think it just shows the nature of change. When you look at things on a small level, on a short level, sometimes it's hard to make things out, but then whenever you're able to, to get a perspective where you're just sort of zooming out of things and you get like the 10,000 or the 21st or 20,000 or just a long period and observing the changes, you'll see that this happened because that happened and that happened because this happened. And then also it'll kind of put more perspective into what you're doing, why you're doing it. It'll give you a little bit more intention, I guess. And uh, <laughs> it's not that the Chinese farmer is just a lazy derelict. It's not that, you know, it's just that I think that he sees this long view and he knows that everything's sort of in a... Um, in a state of change and uh, he's just patient he's calculated and uh, he does what he has to do and he keeps on going and that's it anyway thank you for listening uh, I'm gonna make some changes here soon I think I'm gonna go over to a different platform which really is not gonna change too much um, for those of you who listen on like Apple and Spotify um it's just I want to integrate uh, more of my writing and some more other things into this one platform. And it's called Substack. If you just Google the Canon Dispatch or Substack, uh, it's also on my Instagram uh, on every post there. Or, or if you look at the episode descriptions on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you'll see it. Um, just click on there and then you subscribe to it with your email um, then you'll get all the updates whenever a podcast um, releases and then any kind of writing or uh, 
a lot more like just uh, like photos and traveling stuff or whatever. And I I like the the integration of uh, Substack probably more than anything uh, else. Um, it kind of puts everything into one deal for me, and that really works. So anyway, um, you'll be seeing some stuff about that if you subscribe to the email list. And that's it. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Love you all. And catch you next week.